All right. A little boogie music on Thursday at 3 p.m. We're back with another edition of Lake Orion Cares podcast. Orion Strong, as you can see on the screen there. I want to welcome everybody for tuning in again to this edition of LO Cares. Um, last week's we had some technical problems that hopefully we fixed. We've got Joe Johnson here with us. Give How's it going, Ian? Doing well. Mr. Johnson, how are you? Trying to stay sane in isolation. <laughs> Another week of uh, the, the shutdown and trying to get uh, things organized and messages out through to the community. Um, now, you were out and about. We can tease some stuff coming up on the podcast. You were out and about uh, this week getting some pretty interesting things. Yeah, yeah. A little throwback to yesteryear. Coming up, we'll talk about a local gas station that's offering full service, which we haven't seen in a long, long time. And for the first time, I'm able to report some news that is not COVID-19 related. I'm excited (laughs) about that. So we'll have that coming up a little bit later. Is that even allowed these days? (laughs) I'm wondering. Okay, that's awesome. And uh, we've got uh, some other things coming up, too, which we'll preview in just a bit. Of course, uh, this is the... uh, this is the podcast, right? This is the Yellow Cares podcast. Um, uh, we're uh, ONTV and the uh, the, the uh, township together, trying to bring bring you guys some interesting information, um, proper news, official, all that good stuff. And um, if you need anything, as you can see on the screen, if you're watching on Orient Neighborhood Television, you can call the township hotline at two four eight three nine one zero three zero four extension thirty five zero seven. Uh, school district info is also on the screen for uh, updated information. Oakland County and NOTA, if you need a ride, 248-693-7100. Um, so like we said on the podcast, every week we try to bring you some new information and some guests to share what's happening in and around Orion Township. So this week, um, in just a moment, uh, we were able to... Uh, get uh, a couple of guests who hailed from the village of Lake Orion. Uh, village Council President Ken Van, Port- Vor- Van Portfleet will be with us. Village Manager Joe Young will also be uh, web calling in. Uh, it's, a, it's an interview we recorded earlier this week as they are busy, busy individuals. Um, so hopefully no technical issues this week and we'll get that thing rolling for you momentarily. Um, but make sure you spread the word about the uh, podcast. It's live again every Thursday at 3 on Facebook. Be sure to follow Orion uh, Neighbor Television on Facebook and the Orion Cares uh, Facebook group to uh, see these podcasts every week. Make sure you share it with uh, all your friends and family. And if you just need a diversion and see Joe and I act silly with webcams and try to <laughs> uh, give you some information, maybe entertain you, maybe make you laugh, that's, that's kind of the goal of this whole thing. Um, but yeah, you can watch the podcast on replays, uh, as long as well as other news items um, on our website, located at OrionOnTV.org. And if you're looking for some information about COVID-related, we do have a, a dedicated button that I'm uh, hovering over here. It's COVID-19 news and videos, and when you scroll over to that thing. Click on the button. It can take you to the whole list, a playlist of all these different videos from uh, Township Supervisor uh, Chris Barnett, who has a daily update about what's happening around town, PSAs about safe practices, the Red Cross, uh, videos from the um, from the state government and the governor's office about what's happening here in 
uh, our state, uh, COVID-related. Um, and as always, uh, you can watch us again at ori9tv.org, but we're also on Roku. So if you have a Roku device, you can uh, check us out on there by uh, loading the Cablecast channel to your channel lineup. Once you do that, all you do is search for Orion Neighborhood Television, and we pop right up, and you can see all of our programming in beautiful high definition. Well, let's see. If you'd like to reach out to the uh, podcast here at LO Cares, uh, email us at ontv at orionontv.org. Uh, make sure that you put LO Cares in the email heading, and you can also call us at 248 393 1060. So we're always looking for those positive uh, messages, all that good stuff. Um, news, uh, happy things around town. Uh, we're not all doom and gloom here at the Yellow Cares podcast. All right. Weather forecast for the remainder of the week. Friday, partly cloudy, high of 55 and a low of 34. Saturday, overcast, 50% chance of showers in the evening with a high of 54 and a low of 38. Sunday, cloudy with a high of 51 and a low of 34. Slight chance, about 20% for rain. And we're currently sitting about 39 degrees. Now, the forecast said roughly 70% chance of rain, but uh, we've upped that to 100% because it is currently raining outside here in Lake Orion. Now for some of the top headlines, a little news bits that we pulled off of uh, pulled off of uh, local news beats and from feeds that we get from the state. Uh, the governor, again, announced uh, that she will be sharing details of her administration's plan to reopen the state. Yes, her plans to reopen the state. Uh, Owen TV will have the news uh, conference uh, for video on demand viewing roughly two hours after it airs. Um, so, yeah, be on the lookout for Friday for that news conference uh, over at OrionOnTV.org. I'm very curious to see what those details are and the time frame. Uh, Orion Township has announced that lawn maintenance companies can now begin cutting grass again. That is a big announcement. And um, allowing grass uh, cutting services to begin operations again was seen as a public health service, uh, which according to Orion Township falls within the governor's executive orders. You can read the township's announcement on their website at orientownship.org. Ta- uh, and I have it here, their website here on the screen if you're watching at home. And if you scroll down, it's right there, new. So take a, take a read of that. Um, I already saw it. Uh, grass companies out cutting over by Carpenter Elementary School and over at the Orient Center. So uh, some uh, some businesses are out and about. So uh, that's a positive sign. Uh, something else, some good news. Oakview Middle School, we got this from outside too. So this was emailed into Orient Neighborhood Television. Oakview Middle School teachers uh, met up this morning, Thursday, April 23rd at 7.45 a.m. to cheer on one of their own blessings. As she left her last chemo treatment at Beaumont Royal Oak, uh, Liz Morgan, an eighth grade ELA teacher at Oakview, a teacher in LO for 25 years, was fighting her second uh, bout with cancer, uh, and she has been off of work since October. And the teachers have been providing dinners, making chemo care packages, and sending cards to uh, Morgan since that time. Currently, the Oakview staff are donating funds uh, to give Morgan uh, DoorDash uh, gift cards. Though it was uh, early this morning, the staff lined the streets around Lake Orion, uh, around Shad Bolt, Jackson, and Flint Street um, to send their love to their friend and colleague as she 
came home from the hospital. Throughout the day, teachers also left signs uh, in her yard uh, of encouragement. I'm sure that's uh, quite the sign or quite the scene there um, in the village uh, welcoming Miss Morgan home from the hospital. We thank uh, Oakview sixth grade teacher Christine uh, Cutchin for sharing that very good news with us here at the Yellow Cares podcast. All right, finally. Uh, it's another great story. Oxford Orient Fish Food Pantry was gifted a windfall this past week from a grant through the United Way, State Farm Insurance, and Kroger. Uh, close to $30,000 was presented to fish to help them stock their shelves for the hungry uh, in the Orient, Oxford, and Addison areas. Uh, call fish to have uh, the calls to fish have been growing over the past week, as can be expected. Um, if you or your family are in a food emergency, reach out to Fish at 248-628-3933. Fish is here to help. $30,000 goes a long way to help the hungry here in our community. So congratulations and thank you, United Way and State Farm, for that generous uh, grant and donation. Again, if you'd like to send LO Cares some good news, email us at ontv at orionontv.org. We are always looking for those good stories to share um, with everybody around town. Um, again, I'm your announcer, Ian Locke, here with Joe Johnson once again on the podcast. And uh, we roll into week four of the Yellow Cares podcast, and we're still settling into these new routines of sheltering in place. As many of us are you know, spending a lot of time at home lately. Our local government, though, is still out there working hard for the residents of Lake Orion and the village of Lake Orion. Uh, local government uh, meetings are back online in the virtual environment. Uh, we just had four meetings this week, and the previous week we had four meetings. So um, things are starting to come around. Um, the meetings are in, you know, in a modified format, but the village businesses, uh, the village business has not missed a beat. So um, Village Manager Joe Young and Village Council President Ken Van Portfleet called into the Yellow Podcast uh, about a day ago to share some village news and affairs. And uh, let's hope I can get that discussion on the air for you without delay. So let's give it a try. Here we go. All right, moving into our first segment here on the Yellow Cares Podcast. Have a couple of VIPs here on the podcast today with us. Um, like we mentioned in the intro, we're talking about the village today. What's happening in the village? What's going on? Um, a lot of people, you know, last couple podcasts have been about township in general, but uh, village is uh, very active as well. And uh, we have uh, Ken Van Portfleet with us, uh, village council president, longtime resident of Lake Orion, and our village manager, Joe Young. Welcome, guys, to the Lake Orion Cares podcast. Appreciate you guys taking some time to uh, sit with us and uh, share information with the community about what's happening in the village. Hi, Ian. Thank you for inviting us to participate today. We're uh, glad to be here and uh, to reach out to our citizens and and uh, help them know that we're all working hard to make sure that everyone stays safe and hopefully everybody's staying healthy. Absolutely. And uh, Joe, you've been busy. I, the meetings, your your village council meetings have gotten back up. Uh, this, this view we see on the screen here, if you're watching on Orion Neighborhood Television, 
Um, we're getting kind of used to seeing um, our colleagues in this manner. <laughs> is it, is it like getting it. any easier? <laughs> well, you know, the thing about it with the virtual meetings is you get to see the people as they're talking, which um, when you're sitting in the council chamber, they're sitting next to each other, so you can't see each other. So one plus of having virtual meetings is you do get to see and hear better, for sure. Uh, so, I, so I'm going to miss that part. In a way, I hope we kind of somehow work something out. We can kill, still keep that option available. Uh, just how we can make things better to engage the public, get them more involved, which is an awesome way of uh, the virtual uh, opportunities we have uh, to, you know, the media we have available today. But but there's a lot been going on in the community. We've been keeping it safe and clean as best we can. And the police department's, of course, been out there doing their thing. and. Uh, keeping everything safe and everything's been in, in good order and not any major concerns out there at this point. Um, so that's a, a big item is the, is the police department safety for everyone and we're out there checking to see if there's any special needs for people. And as you mentioned earlier about the RN CARES group are, uh, that we meet on Monday with everybody helping in the community, helping one another. That's certainly uh, a great community pride thing and helping all those that are in need and know what's going on. Absolutely. The uh, the group on Monday, if the community is just tuning in, this is the Lake Orion Cares uh, podcast. Uh, we work in conjunction with Orion Neighborhood Television and the COVID-19 response team, which all three of us uh, sit on that uh, response team. And every Monday at 930, we do the same thing. We get onto a multi-screen like this and we talk about how can we help the residents What's happening? Are there any special needs from others, from, you know, hunger to, I think this past week we had a well issue. Somebody had a problem with their well, and lo and behold, somebody on that task force uh, raised their hand and said, I can fix it, or I can at least take a peek at it and diagnose It's It's amazing how these, you know, hiccups come up, you know, everyday life that our residents have, um, but there's always somebody there to help. And... Um, the same thing is happening in the village. Um, I know um, any projects going on that we should be aware of that are coming down, uh, you know, that might uh, disrupt traffic or anything? I know the answer to this, but I'm just asking the question. I say, yes. Yeah, Ken, why don't you take that project. one? You know, I, I'd like to say that, you know, although um, everybody is shut down, this has been one of the busiest times for our admin staff. Joe and everybody here is working super to make sure that we stay on top of things all the way from meetings with GLIWA to Water Resource Commission. These are all virtual meetings to Eagle, to County, to State and White House. So we're staying on top of everything. And we had one meeting that we just got done with, which was the M24 pre-con meeting about the corridor improvement all the way from Harriet Street up through the village of Oxford. And there's some things we'd like to make sure the citizens know out there, such as they're going to be bumping around here next week. They'll start doing some additional measuring. Technically, you'll think that the project has started. And then May 8th, they're going to come in and start doing the actual physical curb improvements and so on and so forth. And keep in mind that we're just doing a uh, mill repave here in our community in the village and then as it gets up by Drainer Road in Oxford that's where it will be a full reconstruct on the roadway so a lot going on there 
And we uh, also have our Heist Road um, water project that we've resumed, which is east of Bellevue on Heights Road all the way to Lakeville Road. And that started this week. And our guys are out there practicing social distancing, not us, our uh, contractor, Fontana, practicing social distancing, making sure they've got masks on, all of the things that we need to do to make sure everybody stays safe. And uh, that started again so well. And, you know, anytime you throw construction in when in normal conditions, <laughs> it can, can throw, uh, throw you for a loop. But uh, under these specific circumstances, it could be even more difficult. Um, do, you, do you anticipate any, I mean, like you said, it's still busy. I mean, you go out and about, there's still p- people going about their lives, still have to go out, get food. So people are still going to work. I mean, you guys are going to work. I'm still going to work into the studio at ONTV. We're still doing what we're doing because of, uh, you know, our, our link to the community. But, um, yeah, it's just amazing the work those, you know, your contractors are doing under the circumstances, under, you know, this duress that we're dealing with. Um, Joe? Well, you know, the Fontana Construction works and accommodates uh, the local people in traffic. We get compliments from the community about accommodating there, which does affect the the safety and the, the timeliness of the project, but it's going well and Fontana's out there uh, getting things done as quick as possible. And of course, with the le- less traffic, it means they're gonna be more productive and hope the sooner we'll get it back open, but it, it is close to through traffic. It's open to local traffic, Heights Road. And uh, we're looking forward to that. Um, we also, uh, I did wanna mention back on the M24 project, uh, one of the key elements of that is some improvements uh, at um, Pelton's Point and the bridgeway. We're going to have a pedestrian crosswalk there oh. that will be signalized. And Detroit Edison is scheduled to come in the first week of May to bring in the power for that signal, pedestrian crossing lighting that's going to be there at Pelton's Point, besides some improvements to the bridge area and widening the sidewalk over the, the dam itself, over the creek itself. So. That's great news. Uh, as you know, with all the festivals going on downtown, Dragon on the Lake, uh, the arts, you know, the horseshoe tournaments, all that stuff, people walking over to the lake to see the lake, that's going to be a, a nice addition to uh, pedestrian traffic to uh, a little safer than the the rubbernecking chicken across the uh, M24 trying to get to the village to the lake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. A mid-block crossing. Fantastic. That's great. Um, that's the first the I heard that on the, on the, um, the road construction project, as Ken mentioned, was from Oxford. Drainer North is total reconstruction, and the detour is scheduled to be around Memorial Day, the northbound detour, where you're going to have to turn at Drainer and go up Ray or Oxford and Glassby to Ray Road. That'll be, they said today, the target date is near Memorial Weekend that that'll actually come into play. We've got some preparation work, signal work to make, and some paving work ahead of time to get that happening. But uh, they're moving forward. And the, the good news is they're still scheduled to have it open by November 14th of this year. Wow. So contrary to the delay, they're still um, looking to having that roadway back open again. Of course, as I mentioned, our area, we're getting some concrete curb work and sidewalk work and some bridge work. And they are redoing the intersection at Indianwood and Elizabeth Lake, 
Elizabeth Street, I'm sorry. Mm. Uh, that'll be part of the major component in the village and township area. So the village will be impacted by that. And uh, we're looking forward to that project moving on. And, and again, less traffic, more effective and safer it's going to be for them to do the work. But we want to get people back on the road and being active in our downtown area, which I guess I'll lead into our downtown and our businesses. You know, one of the things we yeah. mentioned about people helping in one another is we've got two businesses, well, three or four businesses, really. They're helping with mask and hand sanitizer uh, downtown with, um, you know, Ed's Broadway Gift and Broadway Embroidery and Sarah's Boutique and M&B Graphics and a number of other businesses helping out. Heritage um, Weaving. I'm sorry. Heritage Weaving as, as well. Oh, yes. Heritage, Heritage Weaving. Yeah. 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 A lot of people helping out and specific yeah. needs. Which is and fantastic. Something. You know, altering regular business practices to respond to the needs of their friends and neighbors, right? Yes. Yeah. And one of the key things, too, with this whole reopening, we're happening soon. Which, by the way, I forgot to say happy Earth Day today. Everybody oh, yeah. Know happy that Earth Day. Today, April 22nd. <laughs> Go plant a tree. Right. We're going to be getting those trees, by the way. Oakham uh, is the 200th anniversary of Oakland County, and we signed up to get some oak trees, and they're planning to deliver those, I think they said, the week of May 18th. And so we'll be looking to distribute those throughout the community. So That's our fantastic. part is to Earth Day, the 50th anniversary, and the 200th anniversary of Oakland County, uh, the village we've been involved with, uh, getting some uh, new oak trees out throughout the community. Are there any um, services uh, that have been disrupted slightly or delayed in the village that uh, people should know about? I know. Um... Well, the big one for us is the leaf collection. Uh, if you bag the leaves, they will be picked up. And um, oh, okay. a normal curbside leaf pickup is suspended at this time. So we're encouraging those that still have leaves out there, which I don't think there are that many, thank goodness, because people have <laughs> had time to go out there and rake them. And I know a lot of them have bagged them, which helps a lot. But, um, you know, certainly mowing the grass is going to be coming up here soon. Maybe I think we're going to start doing that this week. Okay. To keep things trim and in order. Um, so, and the, keeping the downtown clean, the you know, keeping obviously the waters systems working is the storm sewer systems and, and working properly so uh, a lot of ongoing things that are being monitored including the level of the lake <laughs> as we know we control the dam and the blocks in there and um i know people were happy to see the lake level raised so they could get their boats out there but unfortunately unless you're rowing and do much else or using wind <laughs> right yeah. but hopefully that'll change soon we reduced some of our staff activity to practice the social distancing and also just for safety concerns for our staff. So instead of having multiple DPW workers out there on a project, we started splitting them up on single man jobs only. And then just recently, yesterday, we were successful in securing testing for our essential workers. Oh. So that will help us again. So we've already scheduled up a couple of people to go get tested that had concerns. We didn't want any of our employees to risk anything and possibly bring it home. Correct. So that will help peace of mind. And it'll help us as well. When we've got to go to somebody's house, we know that we're not a carrier or possibly um, 
possess some antibodies. Who knows? But absolutely, that's that's good information to share. I know um, uh, we at ONTV we get those questions all the time. So we luckily are media based, <laughs> so we yeah. have laptops and cameras and all the things we have here at home, and it was easy for us to transition. But, uh, you know, we're always trying to look for some normalcy, especially with uh, the people that we work with, the residents who produce programming. And these podcasts have been a great avenue for um, residents to voice their opinion and get their thoughts uh, shared. Because, you know, confined to the four walls after a little while, they start to squeeze in a little bit. And having an outlet to share your thoughts and things, you know, in the Zoom fashion, which we are using today, is always a good way to uh, relieve some stress, at least I feel so. Um, As far as uh, your website, now let me put this up on the screen. The the Village website is loaded with information. Um, You have so much stuff out there um, that we encourage all of our viewers to get out there to take a peek at it. Um, uh, LakeOrion.org couldn't be any simpler than that, right? And right. Um, I notice, I mean, you have information about, uh, you know, businesses, the government, the meeting information, so they can watch the meetings live or on delay, if uh, so they can really get to the, the the nuts and bolts of what's happening inside the village. Uh, downtown information, uh, and especially your COVID nineteen um, information that's posted on here is fantastic. A lot of information, the press releases. Uh, community resources through Orion Township in Oakland County. And I have to say, it's easy to navigate. It's easy to find information. So kudos on that for whoever threw your site together. They did a nice job. Well, Michelle Overton. <laughs> we can thank her. Yeah. And I'd Melanie, like Nicole, like and just, Susan. I'd just like to speak of a couple of other things going on in the community as far as new news that we'd like to get out there. Yeah, the, Absolutely. Yeah, our our annual flower fair that's scheduled for the first week of May has been canceled. So we apologize about that. It's always a well-attended, um, really good event here in the village. Not this season. Hmm. We're waiting to hear about that will go into June and July. We don't know yet. People are hinging, some of the organizers are hinging on the governor's new information that she should be releasing within the next couple of weeks about the possibility of a phase in program. So we'll see what that looks like. What's the new normal? Yeah, exactly. What's it going to be? Yeah. And um, I just wanted to touch base with our community about this is budget time. And we're looking, the council is working extremely hard. Our village manager and staff again are working very hard. We realize that there's going to be a shortage of funds from the state level, from the federal. We are looking at the um, low revenues from water and sewer. Our restaurants are not active. We're looking at possibility of reduced um, uh, home values. We're looking at the hardships that will be placed upon people here in our community. And we're taking action to do the very best preparation and analyzing of our current budget and reduce it or whatever we may be able to do to assist with our um, plight or the, the difficulties here of uh, the citizens. Yes. Joe, you got anything you'd like to add to that? 
Uh, just to say that, you know, the village is in good financial situation condition right now, but the duration of this economic downturn, how long it'll take to bring it back is obviously keen. We're holding off on any uh, expenditures at this point of any, we can hold off as possible uh, to see what can stabilize as far as the state income and the water and sewer revenues as well. We're well, out in the community. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Ken. Yeah, we're, out, we're out in the community, um, walking around. The council members are. Joel's out. I'm out. We're talking with business owners here. We've got a pretty stable takeout uh, restaurant venue going on in the community. Yeah. Which is good to hear. Been, pardon? Which is great to hear. Yeah, we've got some uh, traffic lineups in some cases. <laughs> we encourage people to go out and get that takeout food, support the businesses that are still operating. And our DDA is doing a fantastic job. They're working hard as well with conducting like our downtown business partners, virtual meetings, stay in communication with the businesses, give them the opportunity to voice what they need, what's going on, where's the pain, so on and so forth. So we're all working really hard because we're concerned. As you had stated earlier, we had a really good growth opportunity here going on in the village. We had four new restaurants opening up oh, between October and January. Yeah. And we have high concerns for some of those. And we're gonna do everything we can to help them with a rebound when this gets over with. So we're looking at what's the phasing in process gonna be from the governor How's the county helping us? The county, we just got off of another webinar today. The county's really working hard as well. The MEDC is. There's a number of people we'd like to thank there, all the way from our executive to uh, Dan Hunter and his staff over there, uh, John Bry. Everybody's working really, really hard trying to help our communities as well. We're staying right in there with um, making sure they know our needs and uh, communicating to them. Uh, everything that we need to do to help our businesses here. Hopefully we'll have everybody return and everybody bounce right back up as quick as possible. Which is great news to hear. And, you know, it's encouraging. We're always looking for something encouraging in these times and to hear any positive news is a good way to get your mindset for what's next. Right. Um, one thing I'd like to bring up before we wrap up here with you guys, which, uh, again, you're watching the Lake Gorian Cares podcast here. It's all village all the time today on the podcast. And we're joined by uh, Ken Van Portfleet and Joe Young from the village. And uh, the census. Uh, we yeah. always want to uh, push out the census. We can't understate how important it is to or overstate how important it is for uh, people to fill out the census. And uh, would you like to talk on that uh, in about two minutes? As of yesterday, the village was at 55% participation. We need to have more. Per person in the community, it represents an $18,000 amount of federal and state revenue that our community will receive over a 10-year period. $18,000 by the other 45 percentage of our remaining uh, village uh, people that haven't done the census is serious dollars. We are participating with Orion Township. 
in a combined effort to get the census note information out there. And the last calculation we did, it represented between the two communities about $213 million. Wow. It takes about four minutes to go do the census. One of the things that people need to know is if you're concerned about putting in uh, that you're Dutch or Scottish, because it'll ask you a number of questions. If you're concerned about any of those questions, don't answer them. You can still send in the census and get counted by just simply telling how many people in your household. That's the important piece that needs to be done. Because we've had some people say, I'm not going to do it. I, I don't want to uh, uh, give that information up. No need. Yeah. So we're really encouraging. We've got some new signage coming around. Um, push, 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 push. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I know we'll be on the podcast and on ONTV. If ever you guys want to push anything else out, just let me know. We'll get the message out to everybody at home. Um, again, uh, we, I just want to say thank you for you guys taking uh, time out of your busy day. I know you guys are out there all the time, all day, uh, every day working for the residents of uh, the village and, and the township in general. I mean, you guys are all over helping everybody. So, um, again, thank you so much for stopping in and taking the time. And I'll see you guys uh, at the next meeting, of course, <laughs> as uh, we're starting to get used to seeing each other's faces in these little squares. And, um, again, uh, like we said, it was village, all village all the time on the Yellow Cares podcast today. And, uh, again, I'll flash up the, the website. Make sure you stop over to the website, uh, lakeorion.org, and get all of your information on either COVID or meeting information, um, news on the government, uh, downtown information, businesses. Get out, grab a takeout order. And uh, to wrap that up, thanks, guys. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Joe. Thank you, Al Cares. Absolutely. Thank thanks, guys. Yes. And have a good Thank day, and we'll see you next you time. Thanks. All right, great interview with the guys from the village, uh, village manager Joe Young and Ken Van Portfleet. And uh, like we said before, hop on over to their website, uh, Lake Orion. You, you can't miss it. Great stuff over there, as you saw on the podcast. Don't want to retread all that, but great stuff. I really appreciate them coming in. Again, you're watching the Yellow Cares podcast. I'm Ian Locke, and with me is Joe Johnson. And we're... And, Good. I, I I hope everybody enjoyed it. It was the first time we recorded anything in this crazy setup we have here, and it worked out well. And um, we're going to be doing more of that as uh, the podcast rolls along, as we are what we are these days. But um, you know, we are so Joe and I were chatting off camera just before we went live, and we we're saying there's so many different things happening around town that people might not be aware of. You know. Um, and in this age of uh, what we're dealing with, um, I saw an interesting discussion take place on Facebook, of all places. An interesting discussion actually took place on Facebook, Joe. And it was about, you know, with everybody being home and more time with their families, people are starting to bake more. People are starting to play games, you know, like Things that we used to do when we were, you know, like in the 70s and <laughs> the early 80s with your families. Charles, I heard that puzzles were really difficult to find. 
that families were snatching puzzles off the shelf. <laughs> I can attest to that for sure. Um, the uh, uh, my wife is a avid puzzle builder um, or assembler. I'm not sure what the official title is, <laughs> um, but she's all over it. And we have we've been donating or loaning puzzles out to friends and family. Uh, because we have dozens of them laying around the house. And that's kind of a regular, I think we have two puzzles going at once. One's on my dining room table and one's on a, a coffee table. And when you, the kids are done with doing some of their homework, they roll over and do a couple pieces. Or, you know, I find my wife sitting there, you know, whittling away at those pieces and going, I'm frustrated and order my son in, you better finish this, you know. <laughs> so yeah, puzzles, I mean, puzzles, are hot and we're finding that on Amazon they're sold out in some instances. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I've seen a lot of posts on Facebook of people sharing pictures of their completed puzzles and these things are amazing. I, I almost would hate to destroy them. I, it seems like they should be <laughs> framed and hung on the wall, you know? You go, once you're done, you put all the hours into them. Um, <laughs> I'm a little twisted in a way because I know my wife loves puzzles. So do I get her the easy ones? No. I try to find the most challenging ones just to <laughs> just to see one the reaction and you know you get a giggle out of it. But it's I hate to say it's a time killer, but it it does keep your mind going and uh, it takes your mind off of uh, the news of the day, as we say. Um, now you were out and about, um, and another thing that came back that was a surprise we heard on news uh, uh, on Joslin Road. Share with us uh, what the heck is going on on Joslin Road. Yeah, so I saw a news story online that a local gas station was offering full service. And my reaction was surprised that this hasn't been offered by more gas stations earlier on in this pandemic. Um, so basically, I rolled up uh, yesterday on uh, the 22nd. And um, sure enough, there were some women out in front of the gas station wearing masks and practicing the six feet uh, distance rule. And if someone were to pull up on specific pumps, I think it was like pump three and four, they were able to stay inside their car and the employees would run out to the car, take a credit card, swipe the credit card, punch in the zip code, uh, pump your gas for you. And I even witnessed the employee sanitizing the credit card <laughs> she would spray it down wipe it down and hand it back to you and if you wanted a receipt you got a receipt and talk about you know old school and feeling yeah. like you're traveling back in time to see somebody come out and pump your gas for you that was that was pretty awesome uh, they're only offering the service until about 1 p.m even though i'm sure if somebody pulled up they would probably make an effort to get out there but um yeah, definitely want to recommend the gas station on Joslin Road, just south of Carpenter Elementary School there. Yeah, the Sunoco. Um, if, you, if you don't want to touch a pump, just roll up, hand them your credit card, and they'll pump your gas for you. I thought that was really awesome. So while you're going through this, I have the footage up that you shot. Uh, nice shot of the Mustang, by the way. Uh, oh, had to get, yeah. Had to nice get that in there, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't sure, like, how many people were going to roll up. So I'm like, ah, let's fill up my tank. And to top off my tank, uh, it cost $9. Um, as you probably know, gas prices are at an all-time low right now. Another another feeling of traveling back in time. When was the last time you paid $1.20 
a, a gallon. This is insane. Well, a dollar twenty a gallon at Sunoco, but um, uh, friends of ours, Sue Berg, one of our volunteers at Orion Neighborhood Television, longtime volunteer, good friend of ONTV, she posted seventy nine cents a gallon at Kroger wow. up on M twenty four. Now she said she did have some Kroger bonus points on there, um, yeah. but another person said down at Costco. Not to be commercial here, but Costco had it at roughly $0.89, $0.90 cents a gallon, which wow. is – I don't think I've ever seen it that low. I mean, we're, I was used to 99 97 you know, back in the 80s, <laughs> um, you know, in high school rolling around. Uh, but 70 – I mean, below $0.80, cents, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And really, I mean, how how many times during this pandemic have you needed to top off your tank? I mean, I, I hope gas doesn't irony. expire in the tank because it's <laughs> I haven't gone through a full tank of gas in weeks. So Well, well that's the irony of it all. It's um, there was a great meme on Facebook. Um, I keep bringing up Facebook. Uh, but uh, the meme was uh, gas prices this low with the w- the way we're not driving is like me winning a comb in a contest, <laughs> it, it does me no good, right? Yeah. You know, um, so you know, ball guy. If you guys are listening on, uh, you know, not watching the videos, the ball guy went in a, a, a comb in a in a contest. <laughs> you know, because you know, every day. I mean, I feel, I topped off a half a tank, and it cost me, like you said, it was like nine dollars. I I was like, you got to be kidding me. And um, you know, we're not just not driving what we were doing before, and so you can't really take advantage of it. But yeah, it's it's wild. Another one of them flashback things. And baking, my daughter's baking like a, a crazy lady. I yeah. mean, I got churros. I'm getting pretzel buds. I'm getting um, cakes, cookies. And they said, uh, with people ever being home during the pandemic, it's like you're going to lose on average of three to five pounds. Uh, <laughs> that's not happening in my house. <laughs> I've actually lost uh, probably close to five pounds since the oh. start. Yeah, because I, you know, I always used to be on the go. I would always swing by fast food places to grab lunch or grab a bite to eat. I've almost completely cut out fast food. Um, there is no Coke or Pepsi in my refrigerator. Um, so my diet has completely changed. I'm eating <laughs> salads and uh, nachos and things like that. But um, believe it or not, I've lost probably about five pounds so far. Well, you're one of the lucky ones, dude, because <laughs> I'm like, I can't wait. This is going to be great. You know, and um, my vegetable content has still, you know, I'm eating my carrots. I'm eating my veggies and uh, getting my fiber. You know, as you get up there and in, in our ages, you got to eat that fiber and I'm putting on weight because I'm coming home to these glossy cakes and brownies and comey cookies. I guess a little self, uh, self-discipline self is what I'm in order for here. Um, Another example of uh, throwing back to the old school days. You know what I find myself tearing through at home is bread, milk, and eggs. Those The basics, you know, when stop by the store and grab some milk, grab some <laughs> eggs. Um, I am going through bread, milk, and eggs like crazy. I'm, I'm eating sandwiches and making toast for breakfast. And uh, yeah, I'm going through those staples uh, pretty quickly. Well, bringing up groceries uh, like that, you know, the staples and things, um, some good news. I don't know if it's um, 
a sign of the times thing. Uh, people kind of, you know, this whole supply chain thing leveling out. I think we talked about the uh, the first week of the Yellow Cares podcast, like, you know, bare shelves and yeah. uh, elements not uh, on the shelves that we're used to seeing. And um, we did the uh, Kroger pickup for our family uh, this week. We had to put the order in over a week ago, but it came uh, in this week and we got in the habit of adding duplicates or doubles because you never knew what you were going to get. And what do you know? They were fully stocked. So I got like double of all these things. I'm like, why do we have two of these, you know, or <laughs> one of those, or like four of these, you know? Um, but it's it was a good sign because everything on the list except I think butter, was the only thing we didn't get. Uh, yeah. We got the milks, we got the breads, we've got the meats. You know, so it was, it was, it was kind of, hey, that's a good sign. Yeah, toilet paper seems to be well stocked again. I happened to walk into Target when they were stocking the shelves, and just about everybody I've talked to says that uh, they haven't had any problem finding it. So the industry finally caught up. And you hope that it's going to continue. Um, you never know with, uh, we saw some uh, trucking issues and, uh, you know, supply chain is going to, they said it's usually about three weeks out. So we're going to find here probably in May, if there's any going to be disruptions based on the ripple effect happening, you know, rolling through our economy. Um, the other thing, um, uh, what did you, ha oh, we had uh, some good news in the township, right? Uh, word got out that Forgotten Harvest uh, on Mondays from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., right? We're down at Correct. Civic Center Park in uh, the township. And uh, we got. I heard from Lieutenant Toth at the substation for the Oakland County Sheriff said that uh, there was a backup for people trying to get access to the uh, food all the way, I mean, on Walden Road, halfway to Lapeer. I mean, it was, it was a huge traffic jam. And I know we have some drone footage of that. I don't know if we have any to share today, but it's it's out there, and uh, ONT will have it up uh, eventually. But yeah, it was it's good to see people heard finally heard that the food is there, and they're coming to get it and uh, getting those resources that are available to those who need them. Yeah, I did get out there a couple of weeks ago and shot some video on a cold Monday uh, morning. Um, but yeah, <laughs> people was. are starting to discover. Uh, this service um, and are showing up for it, which is great. Um, Forgotten Harvest does not want to take any food back with them. They want to give it out. They want to get rid of it. Yep. Um, I think there's at least one more Monday confirmed. Um, if the uh, stay-at-home order continues, which is a possibility, I'm sure they'd make an effort to get back there uh, for several more Mondays. Um, but yeah, if, if your family uh, needs to restock the fridge, restock uh, your pantries, uh, go to Forgotten Harvest on Mondays. Uh, also on uh, Mondays and Thursdays, if you have children in your family, uh, you're invited to head over to the Cirque building or Carpenter Elementary, uh, where they're handing out meals uh, to last several days uh, to students. Um, up through the age of 18. So for each uh, student you have in your household, you pull up to the north entrance of the CERC building and they will walk up to your car and hand you bags of uh, food for uh, the young ones in your yeah, family. No touch, right? So, I mean, right. it's the volunteers and you got to give a hand to the volunteers in this community, in the community who are going out there and collecting the food, organizing it and get it 
and the, and the staff at the Lake Orion Community Schools for what they're doing. Uh, yeah. the, the planning of this, the food service department at LOCS is doing a bang up job uh, keeping this thing running and the forethought of getting this up and running so quickly um, has been just a really positive um, development here uh, for those who are in need of uh, food and stuff, right? I also want to mention the Orient Center. They're a drop-off location. If if you're blessed enough to have some excess groceries, some excess food at home, uh, swing by the Orient Center. It's a drop-off point for donations. Uh, I was there about a week ago, and, and I witnessed some people dropping off food, and I also witnessed a volunteer gathering up food hopping into his vehicle and driving off to deliver it to somebody in need. And so to that's get, another option. Too. And to get on the list, to get access to those uh, goods, uh, you call the township hotline 248-391-0304 extension 3507. The graphics on the screen um, staff will answer the phone and you can also email help at uh, orienttownship.org and people will respond to your requests and try if, or even put it out to the community that, hey, there's a specific need. We'll grab grab the resources we have, and uh, we'll get them out to you. So there's a whole network of people out there waiting to, to assist those in need. Um, circling back to the staff at the um, Lake Orange Schools, hey, you know, uh, yesterday, I believe, was Administrative Assistance uh, and Secretary's Day, as they used to call it. So celebrating those who are working behind the scenes in the schools. And for us, Tracy Marsh, our administrative assistant, way to go. One of the best uh, long-term ONTV uh, uh, ad, ad assistant with me, working with Joe and everybody for a number of years. And we're saying thank you for all that you do. And I also have uh, this. I'll pop it up on the screen. Twitter had a nice little uh, uh, thank you to all the secretaries, um, administrative assistants in the uh, Lake Orion Community Schools. That's out on Twitter. And there, you got a picture of all – and the names of all the uh, – how many I got there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine uh, secretaries out there to say thank you to all you do and um, keep up the good work. They really are the engine that drives the schools. Um, you know, principals get the accolades, but the secretaries that want are the ones that hold it together. So um, th that's my opinion, of course. But um, I worked in a school district for over a decade, and I'm telling you, the secretaries hold those places together. All right. Uh, we have some other good news, Joe. Um, a Lake Orion High School student was uh, recognized by Channel 7. And uh, let me poke around here, try to pull up that uh, video. Um, I hope I'm, I'm saying her name properly, because that's uh, 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 Kamara Champagne. I hope I'm saying that right. So Kamara was uh, recognized um, as one of their leaders. Uh, you know how they always have the senior salute every year uh, for WXYZ. They've been doing it for 30 years and uh, we are lucky to have the video here, so I'm going to hit play real quick. And uh, just to salute uh, a, a great senior who's on her way to uh, study education after graduation. So here's a little video from Channel 7 about uh, one of Lake Orion's leaders. We recognize best. our seniors that had their years cut short. This is a unique salute. Kamara Champagne. she's the youth cheerleading coach in the Lake Orion area. She volunteered four to five times a week from July to November with the youth program. She was nominated by one of the cheerleaders' moms, as you see, spent time with that family. She's starting, though, 
next fall on getting her teaching degree. Kamara, we certainly salute you. Absolutely. A lot of hard work into that, and to be recognized like that on Channel 7 is always one of those. Uh, the seniors see those on Channel 7, they go, ooh. Or the undergrad or the the uh, underclassmen see it and they go, ooh, that would be kind of nice to have, you know. And so we have one of Lake Orion's own being uh, recognized. So congratulations to her for all of her hard work and community service. Well deserved there. The uh, senior salute from Channel Seven. Um, what else do we have? What am I missing? We oh, have some. Uh, we have some good news that's not COVID nineteen related. <laughs> hey, it was Earth Day, right? It was Earth Day on uh, April twenty second, and yep. on Friday the twenty fourth is Arbor Day. And uh, you were out and about, I believe. And let me try to pull this up. You were uh, talking to um, Aaron, Aaron Watley, Watley, the director. Invited me out. Yep. Um, they had planned what they described as a virtual tree planting. So I guess anyone watching online, it was virtual, but I got to witness it in three dimensions. <laughs> um, but uh, Aaron planted a tree on the grounds of the Orient Center in an effort to try and encourage others uh, to do the same thing. Uh, so we shot a little video, and uh, if you have that, yeah, that I do. Here, I have the promo. Yeah, let's hit play, and I'll try to bring it up. Hi everyone, we're here at the Orient Center, 1335 Jawsland Road. The world celebrated Earth Day on April 22nd, 2020. And later on in the week, it was April 24th, and we celebrated Arbor Day. It was a week full of environmental stewardship, and we're encouraging everyone to get out and plant a tree. Why are we doing it? Trees are a huge benefit to the community. They not only give us uh, fresh air, they help filter our drinking water, they help cool our environment, they help reduce energy costs, there's numerous benefits. So I encourage all of you to go out, safe distance, and support our environment, plant a tree, take care of the environment, go clean up. I also want to tell you about um, our annual green up event. So usually we have it uh, right around this time and the community comes to the Orient Center, picks up uh, project lists and a variety of different things, bags and uh, vests, and they go out throughout the community and they pick up these different sites. We're not going to have it as, a, as our traditional way we've had it in the past. This year, um, from May 11th to May 15th, from 9.30 in the morning until 4.30 in the evening, you can come to the Orient Center, it's 1335 Joslin Road, and you can pick up trash bags and a project list. That way you can go out with your family, with your group, um, whoever it may be, individually, go pick up our trails, our, our roadsides, um, making Orient a little better place, you know, picking up and taking care of the environment. So um, that's it. And also I wanted, to, I wanted to tell everybody that this summer we'll be having uh, a farmer's market out at the Orient Center near the trailhead, the Pollyann Trailhead. And that'll be Wednesday from 9 a.m. until 6 p.m. And Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. That's every Wednesday and Saturday this summer. Uh, stay tuned to our Facebook page or the OrionParks.com website for more information when it's going to start up. And uh, we look forward to seeing everybody out here. So just because we're encouraged to have social distancing doesn't mean you can't get outside and enjoy nature. Go outside, plant a tree, take care of our environment, 
And Orion, I hope you have a wonderful day and a wonderful summer. That is great news about the farmer's market coming to the Orion Center. That's fantastic. Uh, you know, the weather outside hasn't been cooperating much lately, but it's nice to think about spring and what lies ahead. Really excited about the farmer's market, having it right on the grounds of the Orient Center. Um, nothing beats uh, fresh strawberries from the farmer's oh. market. Oh, um, no, you, you just got my mouth watering. <laughs> and, Absolutely. Uh, and then, of course, the cleanup. You know, there's there's no reason why you, you can't take your family out and, and spruce up an area near you um, or plant a tree, um, you know, get out there, get some fresh air. Um, so it's really exciting to talk about stuff that's not all about this <laughs> pandemic that's going on. And uh, it's kind of nice to think about what lies ahead in uh, spring and summer uh, right around the corner. Absolutely. And that's why we're doing this, right? Good news. We need good news. We need smiles. We need some good music. <laughs> right? Something fun. Um, so we're, we're up against it now. We're about 56 minutes in. We're going to be wrapping up here. Um, Joe, thanks again for sitting in and getting those footage, uh, taking part in this, being my co-host. And hey, we'll be back again next. Spread good news. Yeah, absolutely. We begin, we'll bring you back. Uh, we'll be back next uh, Thursday at 3 right here on Facebook. And um, have a good weekend, Joe. I'll uh, talk to you. And uh, we should be good to go. And one other thing before we get out of here, don't forget, Orion Strong, Love, Inc., uh, working together. Uh, go to Love, Inc. and donate today. All cash donations uh, stay local. And uh, I believe their donations have exceeded $5,000. So uh, all those uh, funds donated can stay in Lake Orion to help those in need, our first responders, and all that good stuff. So, uh Orion Strong, that promo is working out well. They even have extra, um, like shirts and masks and hats that you can buy with the Orion Strong logo on it, not just stickers anymore. So get out there and support Orion Strong and uh, Love Inc. as well. Uh, that's it for the podcast here for today. Hello, Cares. I'm Ian Locke. With me is Joe Johnson, and we want to thank you for tuning in and having a good time with us. Uh, hope, hopefully, you got a giggle. Hopefully you enjoyed our company for the one hour uh, this week. And uh, we'll bring more information and news your way next Thursday at 3 p.m. So that's it. Uh, everybody uh, stay dry out there. It is raining. and But the weekend's supposed to be kind of nice. 55 degrees, 54 degrees or so. A little bit of sun, a little bit of clouds. Try to get outside like Aaron was saying. And uh, plant a tree for Arbor Day. And uh, pick up some trash. Help, help the earth and celebrate uh, Earth Day. All right, that's it. We'll see you next week on the LO Cares podcast. Uh, Take it easy, everyone.